Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Lunch with the Shark. And another week, uh, we're starting another week. Um, apologies for my uh, hair. Um, as you know, here in California, our governor, it's taking extremely drastic measurements, measures about the, uh, the pandemic. Good for him, good for us, whatever you want to believe, but it's a pain in the butt, regardless. Um, so how was your weekend? Did you guys relax? Did you guys enjoy the nice weekend? Did you guys decompress? Did you perch yourself from work, from business, from everything related to your enterprise and just enjoyed your family or enjoyed another part of your home? <laughs> it's so interesting because it's been, I've been seeing some memes online saying, or even on TV, like, oh, I had two weeks of vacation so I can enjoy and explore other parts of my home or, uh, roam around other parts of my house that I haven't been in hours. It's funny, but um, we have to make the best out of everything. And um, it's all up to us, really. It's all up to us, not to anybody else. It's not about you. It's about everything else. It's not about you. Somebody, Jeff was just reading to me a nice, a nice post that he found online. And it's so interesting because it's not about them. It's actually not about you. It's all about the outside. It's all about the world. Nothing, it's about you. Trust me, nothing, it's about you. And if you think that whomever is thinking or whomever is telling you something straight to your face and you make it personal, that's on you, then that's not on them. They're not thinking about you. They're not thinking about your issues. They're not thinking about your problem. They're not thinking about anything about you. You're making it all about you and it's completely erroneous. It's completely wrong. It's not about you. And we're not going to even talk about this, about you or about not being about you, because it's not about you, <laughs> period. It's, it's interesting because Jeff is laughing here because it's really, 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 it's not about you. I hope you made the weekend maybe about you. You enjoyed yourself. You uh, meditated. You, 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 you stepped back you enjoy your family you enjoy your kids your grandkids whatever um but really please follow my advice don't do anything related to your business on the weekends or if your weekends are to work then do don't do anything about don't do anything about your business like on a day or so please really disconnect it actually helps a lot because when we are so in depth into our business, our our mind or 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 our or our heads are really clotted. We get cloudy. We get cloudy vision, and it does not allow us to see the true picture of our business. So that's something to take uh, over the week. Uh, I think that this week we're gonna touch on uh, entrepreneurial topics during lunch with a shark, and. Um, couple of things here in the U.S., uh, President Donald Trump signed 
uh, four executive orders after the deadlock between Republicans and Democrats in the Senate and in Congress to pull out a new um, a new bill to help the economy and the U.S. Uh, people uh, with this with this pandemic issue that it's going around. Um, whether you believe it or not, it's still there. Something is there. Something is going on. And uh, Donald Trump signed four four executive orders. Uh, the first one is the extension of not six hundred but four hundred dollars towards the unemployment uh, list for people that are on unemployment. The federal government it's going to extend it. It's going to extend, I think, till December thirty first, twenty twenty. Not the $600, but $400 additional to whatever your check from your California state unemployment department, it's coming out. Now he actually asked 25% of those $400, $100 to come out of the state and the federal government will put up the other uh, 75%. Uh, we all foresee that this, all these executive orders are going to be appealed. They're going to go to court. Uh, things are not going to happen. Thank you, Washington, for messing things up. Uh, thank you to our congressmen. Thank you to our senators for fucking things up for everyone. It's very interesting because I'm becoming a little bit polit political here in this episode. But over the weekend, we saw a, uh, I think it's a Netflix or a Hulu series called The Politician. And it's so interesting because if not all, but the majority of politicians are so disconnected with their constituents that they have no freaking idea what the fuck they're doing. And let me explain and expand about that. Politicians only shake hands, and it's normal, when they are to run for office or re-election, period. They do tell you what they wanna, want you to hear, but when they're there, they're going to be politicians. They're just going to give you the turnaround, the runaround, and nothing is going to happen because they have their own agenda. Things are happening like that, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, shit happens in both aisles here in the U.S. and in Mexico and every part of the world. They do not have the best interest of their constituents in mind. They only have their best interest their lobbying interests and whatever is going to help them. Uh, they actually made a comment on the series is like, oh, young people have no freaking idea what's best for them. So that's why us old individuals, mind you, there was a, it's a, um, a senator, state senator that has been in office for over 30 years. And she believed that's her belief that because of her age and experience, she knew better than her contender that it was a young uh, entrepreneur, yes, a white uh, uh, privileged kid, but nevertheless, she thought that it was her belief that she knew better and because of old people know better what young people think. They don't really because their beliefs are not in tune with young generations. They don't believe the same things as young generations believe. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to control us in an old business model. That's where I want to get to, into an old business model. 
they expect to do the same shit that they were doing and keep doing and have been doing over and over and over, and they expect different results. And what results have we gotten? Nothing. They're deadlocked. They're deadlocked on their stupid beliefs. They're deadlocked on their own freaking beliefs and their own freaking system, not on anything that is going to help move the country forward. Okay? The country forward. Not even Donald Trump, not even the senators, not even the Congress, not even state, local government or whatever are have or have the best interest of their constituents on head. Believe me. Okay, so things are going to go to court. He offered $400. They have no idea how they're going to do it. Uh, some economists are saying that that $400 are never going to be seen by the people that are on unemployment because it's going to take so long for the courts to decide this for a second. States have no systems in place to implement that. Third, where the money is going to come from for their asses, their heads are so up their asses that they're not going to move forward, okay? Second, the tax deferment for payroll taxes on individuals that earn less than $100,000 a year. What does this mean? You as an employee, you receive a salary, okay, if you are on a payroll. And you have to pay Social Security and Medicare out of those monies, on a paycheck basis. Now, what this uh, executive order is proposing is saying, hey, let's defer those taxes till the end of the year or for a couple of years or even forgive them or even forgive them for 2020, meaning that your paycheck take home to be higher in 7.65%. That's the in, that's the tax rate between Social Security and Medicare that you pay from every single paycheck that you receive, seven point six five percent combined. Okay, so that's what the uh, that executive order is proposing. The other executive order is that he's proposing is hey, evictions. Let's extend the period till December thirty first, twenty twenty, and let's figure out a way of working with landlords and tenants to avoid uh, a huge catastrophe with uh, uh, defaults on loans, uh, people becoming homeless. At least they're trying to do something. Now, if you're in that situation, contact your landlord, negotiate. I think that both have, um, have reasonable uh, arguments. Just talk to them, communicate, okay? Everything is about communication. And number fourth is 0% interest on student loans that the federal government has granted. That's great. Okay. Uh, free tuition, not free tuition, but if you ask for money and uh, you have that loan there and it's a federal loan for your student, uh, for your, for your uh, college, university or whatever it is, it's 0% until December 31st, which is good, right? It's, it's, it's a help. It's support. Uh, now people are complaining it's the god why are why are they getting that break why are they people come on if it doesn't affect you don't don't bitch about it okay it's not affecting you 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 don't see an improvement in your life if whomever is it's asking for a loan gets it deferred gets it forgiven gets zero percent interest whatever 
Does it affect you? No, it doesn't. Really, it does not affect you. Okay? So those are the four executive orders that he signed over the weekend. Uh, so let's see what happens. I actually don't foresee any change in the future. I actually don't foresee any impact. I don't foresee uh, people that are on unemployment getting those $400 uh, a week extra in the near uh, in the near future. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen, right? And even Congress, uh, they're deadlocked. Senators are deadlocked. Uh, neither of them want to move forward. One of them, uh, Republicans, want people to go back to work, open the economy, uh, get them back to the offices, get them back to the employment. And Democrats, no, they don't want to. They want... Uh, to get uh, additional assistance, they want so they're completely deadlocked. Each of them are fighting for their ideal, for their ideas, okay, for their own platforms. Uh, if they're coming up with a re-election, uh, that's what they're fighting for. Really, uh, I don't see true, true desire on supporting the American public. That's it. So let's jump into our our topic today. So. What is the definition of an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. Let me repeat the definition of entrepreneur. It's a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. In lame terms, they gamble their money to open businesses. Okay? To open businesses. A true entrepreneur does not create a business for the business to employ them. A true entrepreneur does not create a business to be self-employed. I would like to focus on the part of taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. The true entrepreneurs have skin in the game. And I don't mean that, oh, I'm going to work the business, so, but you give me all the money that I require. That, that doesn't work like that. Okay? If you come to me and you show me your, your, your projections and I am to invest in your business. First of all, I'm not investing in your business. I'm investing on you personally, first of all. And second, I'm going to invest $1 for every dollar that you personally put out of your pocket because you must have skin in the game. You have, you must believe in your project, okay? So many people think that an entrepreneur has multiple business, but I will say that that's not the case. Okay, the, not every entrepreneur has multiple businesses. Okay, I would say that they're that the true entrepreneur take on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. Okay, taking loans. If you go and sign a personal loan and you invest it, you're taking a financial risk. Okay, most endeavor endeavors uh, that so-called entrepreneurs start, they start funded by the three Fs, friends, family, and fools. Friends, family, and fools does not include them. 
That's not a true entrepreneur. What they're trying to do is they're trying to open a business that will employ them. And that's it. A true entrepreneur take on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. Okay. That means you're making financial risk to organize or operate a business. Okay. If you say, I have no money, I cannot open a business. Yes, you can. You can go and develop different services around the product or service that you want to create to capitalize yourself. Okay. Don't start big. We've said it. Oh, I want to open or launch a clothing line. Let me go to China. Lend me the money to go to China or let me invest. Please invest on my company so I can travel to China. Okay. And buy containers so I can bring them and open my clothing line. It doesn't work like that. I commend you for the big dream. You are great thinking that way. Shit, I want to open a theme park. I want to become the Disneyland in Mexico. Amazing. But have you started at least with a carousel? No, 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 no. Lend me a hundred million billion dollars so I can build Disneyland in Mexico. Have you ever even done an analysis? Like things like that. Okay. So you have to make a true financial or be financial vested and have risk to truly call yourself an entrepreneur or plain and simple. You're just playing. You're playing to be a business owner. You're playing to be the entrepreneur of your town. You are plain and simple gig worker, and you are not an entrepreneur if you're doing that. If you have no true financial risk in that endeavor, you are a gig worker and not an entrepreneur, and I will challenge you, and I will challenge anyone who thinks so. There are many differences between an entrepreneur and a gig worker. So let me explain that. Financial risk must be existent for you to truly call yourself an entrepreneur. Okay. Do you just by signing on your credit card, things for your business, creating your company, uh, buying this, getting that, investing here, blah, blah, blah. That gives you true financial risk in your business. Credit card company would might go back after you. Okay, might go after you. So let's say let's look into the differences between a gig worker slash self-employed slash independent contractor and a true entrepreneur. Okay, so here they are. The first one is dealing with customers. Over the course of your business, you will deal with many different kinds of customers, okay? These customers help you understand how to work with your customers to create a system to really let your business shine. If you are hoping for, for customer to customer, meaning if you are just working on one customer and then on another customer and then on another customer, you're a gig worker. Okay, 
you're a gig worker. You are looking for independent services or providing independent services a la carte, okay? You are just generating employment for yourself informally. I know that you hate to be hearing this, but it's the truth. If you really understand what the hell you are, you're going to be able to focus then in that. I'm not telling you that you might be a lousy gig, a gig worker or, or self-employed. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that is wrong. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that if you really know that you're a gig worker, self-employed, independent contractor, you're going to be able to focus on that and not call yourself an entrepreneur and succeed on being a amazing, excellent, independent contractor. You have one contract for one person and then you have another contract with another company and so forth. And you're going to be able to completely satisfy and have an amazing outcome for either that customer and for yourself. Okay. How will you be creating loyalty? How do you create systems that you customers enjoy? And how will you develop concrete business relationships? I'm going to give you an example that we've been working on here in, in, in the company at Invictus. And it's very interesting because um, gig workers and independent contractors have a very interesting mindset compared over to entrepreneurs. You might call yourself an independent contractor. You might call yourself or might love the idea of being an independent contractor, meaning uh, the 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 other party, uh, whomever is hiring you, they don't have control over you, or at least that's what the definition of independent contractor has. Uh, their, their control over you is minimum. Uh, you make your own hours. You make your own deliverables. You make your own set of rules, right? But when the other party, the party that hired you as an independent contractor, as a freelance, as a self-employed, as a gig worker, says, you know what, the contract is over. And you had been only focusing on that company, on that individual, at that contract. And you send them an email saying, hey, as per uh, labor laws, you're supposed to tell me three, four weeks ahead of time. Otherwise, you owe me severance pay or you owe me this. Dude, you've been sending me invoices for the last year and a half saying that you're an independent contractor. You've signed an independent contractor agreement. You have no freaking idea what a business scope or a business engagement or a business proposal means. And you're calling me and sending me an email saying, oh, uh, we, since we're finalizing the agreement, you owe me uh, uh, overtime and you owe me this and you owe me that as an employee. Where's your mindset as, an independent, as a true entrepreneur? You know that you're doing that because you have no other contracts in the works. You have not, you are not a true independent, you're not a true entrepreneur because you're hop, hopping contract to contract. So differentiate yourself between a self-employed and an entrepreneur. Self-employed gig, enter, gig, uh, gig uh, worker and entrepreneur. An entrepreneur does have systems, does create a uh, customer uh, um, and uh, loyalty, 
develops relationships and they don't have only one customer that they're supporting at a time. No, no, they don't. Okay. Number two, not having a business mindset. And I just said it. Most gig workers do not think themselves as having a business. They have an employee mindset. They do not create a sustainable business. They do not have a business plan. They do not have a business structure. They do not have a stable source of income and do not go usually ahead to tax regulations. Oh, no, no, no. Pay me as independent contractor because I'm saving taxes. I'll pay them at the end of the year. Of what year? I've seen multiple, multiple, multiple. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an independent contractor. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a business. I want to create this. I just, they just have wishes. Oh, uh, but you know what? I got a letter from the IRS saying that I haven't paid my taxes since 2016. Can you help me? Sure. Oh, by the way, you owe this much. But why? Why do I owe so much taxes? Well, you made this much profit. No, I didn't. My neighbor told me that I could deduct this. My friend told me, yes. Wow. Good. Good for them. Are they paying taxes? No, they haven't. Same as me. Oh, okay. So why should we worry? Right? That's a mindset of an employee. If you really want to avoid those problems, become an employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. But sometimes you can't get the best of both worlds. Yes, yes, yes. You're bringing more home, okay, as a gig worker, freelancer, a independent contractor, a self-employed. Yes, you're bringing, you're taking more in. You're not paying your fair share of taxes, whether you're minimizing with a tax strategy or a tax solution or plain and simple evading taxes. Because not paying taxes, it's evading taxes. Okay? Uh, the IRS is not stupid. The IRS, it's so interesting because I was, I was um, uh, consulting for someone and they're like, oh, well, um, what if we change this person from salary and we uh, and we start paying him uh, um, a, a true payroll and, and then we forget about the others. Well, it doesn't work like that. When you're audited or when there's suspicion, they're not just gonna look from when you started making things right. And mind you, auditors, uh, IRS agents, uh, state agents, They've done this for so many years that they know if you're cheating or you're not. Most likely not. They're not going to get you on tax evasion if you cooperate with them, if you agree to certain terms, if it's not a humongous amount. Nevertheless, trust me, they will find enough evidence enough supporting information for them to charge you with evasion. The not knowing of the tax code or tax law does not exceed you from utilizing it properly or implementing it. Okay? Oh, I did not know about that. 
fuck, you did. They're not stupid. And if you genuinely did not know about that, then there's a big problem. Okay? So an entrepreneur wants to build a business that has stable source of income and sees the future in with their company. We spoke about this. Oh, let me do a one-year plan. One-year plan for what? Are you going to be in business for just one year? Is your wish, is your wish to be just in business for one year? Why don't do a business plan for five years, 10 years, 20 years? What the fuck is going to help you a one-year plan? What the fuck is going to help you a one-year plan if you did your 2020 business uh, uh, projections in 2019 and we know we had no idea what the hell was going to happen with COVID? What is it doing? Are you keeping it up? No, you're not. Because one of two things, you either thrive in your business because of the industry that you're in or you actually are doing super bad because it's one of the industry that was extremely affected. Were you prepared for that? We weren't prepared for that. Nobody was prepared for that because we had we didn't have a crystal ball that predicted whatever was going to happen. Now, were you prepared financially? That's different. When it comes to your business, a true entrepreneur really, really has a blueprint to generate sustainable income month by month, not just a agreement to deliver services to one company for perpetuity that's not a business that's not an entrepreneur that's a self-employed and they have a true goal for the future of their company and this is the differentiation the true goal with a blueprint not just a freaking witch Oh, I wish that I'm going to open, and this is this goes to, to Gabriel. I wish I open offices all over the world. Let's explode Mexico. Let's expand in Mexico. Let's expand in the US. And then let's turn and open offices all over the world. That is amazing. Yes, I'm all up for it. Everybody is up for it. Fuck it. That's a wish. That's a wish. The goal is, let's do it this by this by this, with this dates on mind. Let's open Mexico. Let's open the U.S. And then let's start looking into the other countries. That's the way to do it. Number three, they have no financial risks. Okay, gig workers have no financial risk. Most people that are Ubers, drivers, DoorDash ambassadors, writing consultants, <laughs> CEOs of, let's fill in the blank here, of my own company. And 10 other positions usually have not make a greater than normal financial risk. As an Uber driver, your car might be financed or leased. You're only responsible for those uh, monthly payments on your vehicle. And mind you, if Uber helped you obtain that vehicle, 
the simple fact that you just walk into the car dealership and return those keys eliminates that financial risk to a point. That's not a great financial risk. Same as DoorDash ambassador. And please, please don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a door uh, uh, Uber driver, a DoorDash ambassador, a, uh, a writing consultant. Please do not get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. I really appreciate all of you who do who do that. You are a great part of our day-to-day -day, uh, uh, experience if we order through Uber Eats or if we need to get somewhere else or or things like that. Please don't don't interpret my my words for something some for something wrong it is not i am not bashing you guys but to for you guys to really truly call yourselves entrepreneurs you must have a, a substantial risk on your financial uh, investment okay a true entrepreneur on uber driver would be somebody that buys that buys on their own a fleet of vehicles and hires independent con drivers to move those vehicles. That's a true entrepreneur because he, she, they might have bought two, three, four, 10, 20 vehicles, put them to work. They do have a, a tremendous financial risk there. Okay. A writing consultant. Oh, but it's so simple to, uh, to get a writing consultant. I can even do it on my phone. Yeah. But have you bought your phone? You have financial risk involved in it. Great. And when I say great financial risk, don't assume immediately that, oh, I must invest a million dollars in my business. No, no, no. A substantial financial risk or investment, it's according to your business, to your industry, to your business plan. If you're, a cons if you're a writing consultant, okay, and if you're doing all the writing or all the consulting on your own, you're just self-employed. If you have people under your care that are providing or delivering or helping clients, then you can be truly called a independent a, a uh, entrepreneur your financial risk will be the payroll or the payments to those individuals okay i don't know if you're getting uh, what i'm trying to say a ceo it's not an entrepreneur if you hire let's say that i hired a ceo for my company for invictus advisors they are not going to have true financial risk in my company. They're going to be sitting there at their executive office, at their executive share, making decisions on my behalf for a salary. That's it. If I, if the company falls, okay, they're going to lose their job, first of all, but they're going to expect their salary. So there's no financial risk there. They're not gambling anything. That's greater than normal financial risk. All these people know that they will collect the money after they provide the service. In the entrepreneur world, 
many times you do the service and people pay late well sometimes they don't even pay at all as an entrepreneur you have to deal with situations like that and as a gig worker you don't i remember an instance a couple a couple uh, last year last year with somebody that it was in our team uh she uh, she was hired or contracted for a special engagement obviously uh, because she was uh, she allegedly was an expert in this topic. She sent me the proposal, which was a engagement letter. And she was asking for 100% of the fees up front. And I said, well, it doesn't work like that. We get the fees from the client 50% and 50% of delivery. So I will ask you to provide us the same courtesy. Oh, it's because uh, you, I, I'm counting on that income. Well, I can't do it. 50%, 50%. Right? Mind you, she went ahead and did it. 50%, 50%. Whatever. But that's the true mindset. As an entrepreneur, you have to deal with situations like that, that as a gig worker, you don't. There's situations where a, a vendor, a clients don't pay you and you have to put out of your own wallet, your own personal bank account to make rent, to make payroll, to make payroll taxes. And, and you trust me, your employees or your gig workers don't care as long as they get paid. Oh, I can't, I can't. You need to pay me everything 100% upfront. That's our policies. Well, we're trying to control cash flow and this is the way. Well, I can't, you have to pay me 100% upfront. That shows that Either you're struggling for cash, you don't have proper cash flow, I'm your only client. Weaknesses are shown or are denoted through your actions. Weaknesses are shown or denoted through your own actions. If you wanna seem, if you wanna make believe that you're a true company and you have multiple hundred, a hundred people in your team and things like that, your actions will give you away. Sharks, I said it. Sharks smell flea, fear and blood. If you're bleeding, shark is gonna attack you. Hmm. So let's say that you go have uh, consistent customers. Let's say that you have a business and let's say you have made a financial risk. How do you build a company going from gig to gig? You don't, you don't. You can't build a company from gig to gig. Consistency is the part of entrepreneurial journey and if you are not consistent, how can you create systems that work? How can you create culture with your employees? What employees? How can you manage cash flow? These are all the questions that you will need to figure out. And for true entrepreneurs, they understand how to do it through their determination and consistency. If you are trying to become an entrepreneur because it's 
the trendy thing to do. And, oh, I'm not going to work today. I, I'm actually watching this great show on, on Netflix, The Politician. I'm going to finish it today, Monday. Ah, they can wait. They, I'll read my emails tomorrow. What consistency? So I ask you, are you truly an entrepreneur or a gig worker? Do you disagree with me? I would really, really, really love to hear from you and maybe have a debate on our program. I'll even bring in third parties that will help us mediate our discussion, our debate. I would truly, truly love to have you as my guest if you really disagree with me. And tell, let me tell you again, please, 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 I am not batching people that are gig workers, independent contractors, self-employed. I am not at all. My sole desire here is to rule, truly, really open your eyes. It's a hard thing to do and really make the determination and accept the fact that you are not an entrepreneur, that you're self-employed. When you do so, when you accept it, Things are going to change. That's my sole desire in this exercise. Things will change for you because you're going to get a lift, a weight lifted from you because oh, you're going to accept and understand that you're not an entrepreneur, that you're a gig worker, you're an independent contractor, you're a self-employed. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. Send me an email, send us a video to shark at invictus-advisors.com and we'll coordinate time. Jesus will help us coordinate time so you can make an intervention. Let's talk about this. Let's really, dis let's get into a debate because it's going to truly help you make that shift, make that change, accept it. And if you truly, really, want to be an entrepreneur will help you will help you make that jump that mindset change from employee from employee to entrepreneur so talking about entrepreneurs have your kids send us their videos for the young shark uh, competition have them send it to invictus uh sorry kids at invictus-advisors.com to enter. So I want to thank you for tuning in today. It's been really, really enlightening for me. It's been really, really uh, an eye opener. Uh, I hope it has been also for you. Again, I apologize if I offended you. But on the other hand, I, ha I don't apologize for offending you because the truth has never been truly, really, really, really accepted by people, but it hurts. It hurts to accept what you really deep down know, what your subconscious is telling you. On this, uh, uh, on this uh, show, The Politician, uh, when you see it, they actually talk about rock, paper, and scissors, the game. And they, there's actually studies, scientific studies, that have determined that the first game of rock, paper, and scissors, it's you. It's your own conscience 
every other one after the first one, you are not making the decision, but your subconscious. I truly invite you to see it. It's very interesting. It's uh, you spend time and look who he who we we have here. It's Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Gracias, gracias. He's being a, a really nice a really nice uh, uh, guy today. He's being outside playing, and then he wants. I think he's hungry. I think he wants some cheese. He loves cheese. So say hi, Captain Crunch. Say hi, Captain Crunch. So I want to thank you for tuning in. And let's end up today's uh, Lunch with a Shark with a quote from an amazing actor and comedian, Steve Martin, who he says, be so good they can't ignore you. Be so good that they can't ignore you. See you next, see you tomorrow. Uh, with a lunch with a shark in uh, Spanish. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Bon appetit. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Lunch with a Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.